Michael Litton, the last DJ, host of Ride the Vibe, take two on this show because we had a little technical issues. Appreciate y'all hanging with us. So we're broadcasting this show out of the beautiful living room-like studios in Roswell, Georgia, DRSATL, the uh, proprietor, Wahid Gomes, the consummate host and uh, the executive producer of the show and also running the sound. And then in the house, along with Wahid, is Otis Tillman doing the video and I don't know how they pull it all together because we got Zoom, we got Facebook, we got audio and video, etc. But at any rate, they're doing a yeoman's job despite all the moving parts and pieces. I just have to show up. I got the easy part. So again, appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us. And got a great show lined up. Got Scruffy Bear hailing all the way from the UK. How cool is that? Got e- or, or <laughs> Georgie Eaton on vocals and Ryan Hunt on drums and Sass Lafferty on bass and then Jack Wild on guitar. But Jack is uh, running out in the wild. He's uh, not with us tonight, but in uh, in spirit uh, here. Guys, uh, thanks so much for hanging with us and welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> <laughs> it's late where y'all are and it's getting later. <laughs> we got to make sure the technology works. <laughs> so uh for your fans they already know this but for the new fans that are soon to be legion uh rock fiend publications said if you imagine janice joplin fronting up zepp i think you will be fairly close to the mark front woman georgie eaton contorts herself all over the stage providing the vocal layer which sets the band apart how cool is that so that I mean that uh, if you're not hooked as a potential listener or fan with that description, I don't know something's wrong with y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's too cool. And uh, for your fans, Scruffy Bear, that are uh, Legion, the way we roll the show is we do what I like to call a CD listing por- party format, which dates me, of course, because there are no CDs anymore. Um, but we're gonna play five of your songs, not in their entirety. Because we want to tee the listener up to go out and buy music, buy your music. Because it's tough now. Musicians aren't gigging, and that's where they make most of their money. You know, when you buy their songs on Spotify or Napster or however you buy it, y'all, they're not, they're making pennies. So go out and buy a lot of their music. And we're going to sit back in the comfort of an environment of your choosing, encourage you to do that, and then get a beverage of your choice. And in the studio, we're featuring one of my favorite sponsors, Drinkmate. They're out of Michigan, and they've got this cool tabletop unit that allows you to sparkle any beverage, fizz it up, just with some carbonation. So I've already sparkled up on the first take, so I won't do it again. Sparkled up just some water. But how cool is that? And it tastes darn delicious, and I'm drinking it out of one of my favorite cups. This was provided by my dear sister I love, uh, Susan. She's got Rain Dance Media Solutions. She did the logo. She does all this kind of stuff. So cheers to my sister, Susan. Cheers to the Scruffy Bear. Mm. And that's darn tasty. And you can sparkle anything. So you can save, uh, save money and sa- save the environment by not using all that plastic stuff you got to buy. So Scruffy Bear, welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. <laughs> Again, take two. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. So, uh, you know, we were talking about how y'all met. So just go back into that a little bit and describe that uh, for the listeners, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So we all met at university. We, okay. we all moved separately to uh, Manchester. Well, yeah. Ryan and Jack already lived in Manchester, but yeah. Georgie and I had moved down. Yeah. 
we were all playing around with, with other people and other bands. And I think all of us kind of felt the same. It didn't quite fit. It wasn't quite what we wanted to do or yeah. something along those lines. So as uni was ending, we, we kind of all found each other and it all kind of melded really, really well. Mm. We kept, um, Sass Ryan and I have been sort of the core members of the band for the past four, three or four years. Yeah. Um, and we struggled with the guitarists and um, we kept coming across Jack. Wherever we went, he'd pop up, he'd be there at a rehearsal room. <laughs> And we'd be like, he's telling us something here. Yeah. So yeah. the universe <laughs> is sending you a message. Yeah. Yeah. So we finally wore him down and got him to join the band. <laughs> that was about a year ago. And ever since then, it's sort of it's been magic. And what, uh, what makes the chemistry, you know, not to go into details on the bands you were in, but what's different? What, what's the magic? If they're, I think if they're... it's just an immediate sort of spark, really. Yeah. Um, it just, it just felt, right the first time we the four of us were playing together it just yeah. was like right we can really move on with this and, and build something really special with this really is it yeah. palpable is it is it you can you just sense it when you're playing together there's a the energy the chemistry i mean is it is it like that yeah yeah i, I would say so i mean being a musician and being any sort of kind of creative person yeah it, it comes with its own kind of path and everybody has their own way about doing it right and i think finding like-minded people who have a similar process and exactly what you say you get that feeling yeah being a bass player and playing with ryan ryan knows what i'm gonna do before i do it yeah and i know what ryan's gonna do before he does it yeah. but it's it's not the case with with loads of other people yeah and that's i mean that's hard to find yeah totally Totally. I think like we, we're all people that have been since we were sort of young teenagers. We've yeah. all, we were all in bands from then on. Yeah. So well, we've played with a lot of people between us. And I think it, it just it was just instantly different when it came to the four of us. Yeah. And then how uh, you guys just before the lockdown were fortunate and able to move into a place, the three of y'all. And you're hoping to get uh, into a bigger place and have Jack uh, join y'all. But how has that been? Not to get into your personal details, but has it exceeded your expectations? I mean, because it's one thing to be on stage together, but then living yeah. together is a whole different thing. It certainly worked for the Allman Brothers at, at the big house down in Macon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you hear a lot about bands who kind of take a retreat for maybe two weeks or a month to go and kind of write together. Yes. But yes. at this point, being a band we, we want to make sure that we're getting it right and we're getting it right for for everyone that's in the band we yeah. will share a collective vision yeah and it makes sense to be here yeah. and to be able to turn around to to somebody and say well i've got an idea for this maybe we should try this out and you yeah. can have a discussion at length rather than saying can i give you a call yeah i'm free in two days time or something yeah. like that interesting we'll talk about so um you've just released pebbles talk yeah. about that song and uh you know kind of tee that up for us because i want to want to cue that up first and then we're going to work backwards in your discology and uh, we'll but we're going to start with the current release first yeah so um that song was it was really a um expression of the fact that um i think being in your early 20s yeah. along with a lot of life but um, for me personally, at the moment, being in your early twenties, it's such, it's such a bit, it's a bit of a storm in yeah, your life. There's, yeah. there's always there's a bright spot and then there's a dark spot. Um, and I think <laughs> more true now more than ever. God yeah. bless you. God bless you, young folks. Oh boy. <laughs> um, and it's just sort of about pulling yourself out of that dark spot and accepting the fact that the, they're always going to be there. There's yeah. never going to be a point in your life where you are 100 yeah. percent happy because that's not what being a human being is. Right, right. I think it's just, learnt, it was more about learning to pull yourself out of it and not get too weighed down with yeah. everything in the world, which is very easy. I love it, <laughs> especially now. Well, let's, uh, if you guys are amenable, let's, and if we can, Wahid, let's tee up Pebbles. And then when we come back from the song, I'd like to talk about that creative process and how that came about. So let's, hey. uh, let's hear some Pebbles.
by Scruffy Bear. That's their latest release. Totally dig that. Talk about the talk about that release, if you would, y'all. Um, so we went in to record this song at the start of March. Yeah. So again, luckily, just before the UK went into total lockdown. Yeah. Um, and um, it it. It was a bit of a tester for us, wasn't it? Really. <laughs> so we've been working together for quite a long time. And what one of the big things for us is not just churning out music right. for the sake of putting out music. We, we want to make something and hopefully the things that we make kind of um, last, kind of test the time. Yeah. And for us, we, we want to start working on an EP later in the year. Yeah. So this to us was, right, are we working with the the people that are getting the best out of us are we giving our best yeah and what kind of boundaries can we push so really combined with the message of the song yeah we were trying to hit it as hard as as humanly possible really to to see what could happen when we do push the boat out and see yeah what we can get out of ourselves and ryan who uh who does most of the writing um most well to be fair we all write together don't we like okay. there's no one person that yeah. um that does all the writing, but uh, the way it works best is uh, Georgie comes in with lyrics, yep, yep. and we really work the song around what it means. So um, to make music match, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That nice cult. We all, we seem to go by colours as well. If if we get really stuck with with something, we'll be like, right, well, what colour do we want this song, this part of the song to sort of yeah. um, explode into? And I, th- I think that's been a really helpful. Thing thing for us to understand like the mood and mm-hmm. atmosphere that we could make and georgia you're the primary lyricist because i i, I saw the description on the you know on the website you know, and, and sounds like your voice talking about the you know the battles of your 20s and that sort of thing that you referenced earlier so is that is that a fair statement yeah um i i'm pretty much i'm quite i'm overly protective we shall uh. say of my lyrics. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Now, what does that mean? How does that how does that manifest? Being overly protective. Um, I think I, I I struggle very much to put my thoughts into words quite a lot of the time. Okay. Um. So lyrics for me are, are sort of my place to yeah. sit down and really work on them and um find the best way to put the thoughts that go in my head on yeah. the paper. Um. So I've, I've often found it. I mean, they've definitely come up with ideas where I'm like, yeah, that, that's great and it completely works. But a lot of the time it seems to be in my head. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Now, how do you have a, a particular time of day? Is there a, you know, or does it come to you? How do you capture it on paper or in, on your phone? I mean, what's, what's your method? I, I used to always do it. Um, I used to have lyric books and I'd keep to just writing them in my lyric books when yeah. it when it came to my head. But yeah. I always found that I'd lose those lyric books mm. and then I'd have 100 pages that I can't find anywhere because <laughs> I'm a massive hoarder as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're not going to get into that, how that works with y'all living together. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So I found it just way easier to be on my phone. So it, it was always there and I yeah. could always look it and I could look at stuff that I'd done three years ago and either go that's terrible or yeah. there's, there's some sort of idea here I can pull yeah. more out of it and if each one of you would kind of go back when Sass and then uh, Georgie and, and Ryan when did you start you know when what is a, at what age and how did you recognize that you had this passion this talent um, you know, sass for bass, or Ryan for drums, or did you start with different instruments and then gravitate? Georgie, were you always a vocalist, or had you did you play an instrument? You know, that those kind of things. Yeah, well, for me, my I, I come from quite a musical family. Uh, my my dad was a drummer in a band when he was um, roughly about my age now. Yeah, um, who who were doing quite well. Yeah, and then obviously kids came along. Um, I was kid number three, so oh. my two older brothers, one was a guitar player mm. and one was a drummer. Oh my gosh. And the player. <laughs> so all of a sudden I, I got bass for Christmas. And I had, Imagine I had, that. I, know, I, I had no idea why. I, I yeah. was nine years old. I had no interest in it really. Yeah. But, but honestly, my, my dad uh, has been a massive inspiration to me musically. Yeah. He, he took me to all my first concerts. He bought me my first records and things. Yeah. And he, he really cemented it when he took me to see Rush when I was 10 or 11. I'm sure and he's then, a big fan of Neil Peart, God rest his soul. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, going and seeing something like that, I was like, yeah, I, I think I could do that. Right, right. I, th I think I'm, I'm going to go for that. Mm. Well, I want to come back and we'll talk, I'm going to talk about some of your uh, you know, influences and, and role models in the, uh, with the bass. But uh, uh, Georgie, how about you? What was the? Um, I come from quite a musical family as well, but in a slightly different way. Yeah. My mum, um, my mum and my auntie were always were always in the local choir, because um, I grew up in a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere yeah. in Yorkshire, um, and we didn't. All we had was a pub. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, and <laughs> England without a pub, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So sort of oxymoron, right? <laughs> the village down the road had a church, so yeah. my um, auntie and my mum would they just they just loved singing, so yeah. they were always doing the Christmas choir, and yeah. um, I used to go along. And then when I was about nine, they set me up to do um, a solo in mm. one of the Christmas concert thing, mm. um, and I, I, my mum's always said I was singing from like I was singing melodies before i could properly talk wow I, I hear that so you know that's a it's a, a the church you know is a common theme common denominator with so many and then yeah. uh, many say many of the musicians I've, I've been blessed to talk to talk about that just basically coming out of the womb and that yeah. was it and it, it sounds the same for you yeah no that was a that was 100 percent it for me i think um i've always known that yeah. I wanted to take music really seriously yeah. and um, get to it on a professional level. So church for me was a good way to yeah, the outlet. start performing. Right. Yeah, now we, we talked yeah. to the, uh, in the run up to the show a little bit about how you said, you know, singing so or being out on stage alone, one of the most terrifying things and sing. Did you have that fear as a nine year old or was it, was it that, you know, kind of quintessential, hey, you know, fear because you're young? Yeah, I think it was more that um, I was just excited. Yeah. I was just excited to be there singing Yeah. Um, for other people to hear, really. Yeah. Um, that was that was the sort of driving force behind all of yeah. it. Yeah, you just had to get it out. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that sort of <laughs> just bursting uh, excitement to get that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then, and last but not least, the silent one. <laughs> I think they said that of a very famous drummer, I believe, didn't they? Ring, yeah. Ringo Starr. Oh, yeah, he's a dude, man. He's down the road. 
So, so um, Ryan, talk about. Uh, so I started playing music when I was nine, but it wasn't the drums. It was uh, actually the tuba. Oh. Um, and when I was in primary school, so that I was about, yeah, like I said, nine. Um, oh. We, like a brass band came to the school and sort of like um, tried getting us to learn. So yeah. I started learning from this guy and ended up joining like a brass band yeah. until I was about 10 or 11. Um, but I wanted to play somewhat cooler, to be honest. You want so, to play what, what, Ryan? Sorry. I wanted to play something a little bit cooler. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> and a tuba for a nine-year-old. That's a big, bloody instrument to be hauling around. <laughs> but no one knows what that is. So. <laughs> uh, it's just a little tuba, really. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So when I, was, when I was 11, I was starting to get into rock and heavy metal and yeah. like that. Uh, my brother showed me the um, Iron Maiden Greatest Hits CD, yeah. uh, Eddie the Great, and I was just playing along with chopsticks on the side of my bed. Yeah. Um, so that's, I started getting lessons after that. Yeah. Um, but it's really gone out wanting to be a rock star, you know? <laughs> wow. Interesting. Well, I think we need to queue up. This is a release from January 2020. It's called I'm Doing Better. So we're going to play a little bit of that. And again, while we're playing this music, y'all, go out and download some of that music. Get it all, in fact, and then get a drink, mate, and you'll be in business. So let's hear a little I'm Doing Better, and I'd love to come back and chat about specifically some of your uh, influences uh, musically. So let's hear a little I'm doing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say and in this case playing some brilliant stuff from the scruffy bear out of the uk and i, I got a maricopa I, i'm gonna be in big trouble y'all big big trouble so before we get into your influences i gotta get a give a shout out to lucy pillar with with all right now entertainment arn uh entertainment uh lucy i i don't think there's anyone on a musician on the planet lucy doesn't know uh, just an amazing lady, and I was so blessed to meet her uh, last summer. We were doing a first-ever Roswell Music Festival, and she and I connected, and she's been so gracious to connect me with such gr uh, great, talented musicians like y'all. So uh, talk about your, just right before, because i got to, again, get back in her good graces. <laughs> Big <laughs> talk, talk about uh, how you all know Lucy, what the, what the connection there is. Well, we unfortunately haven't been lucky enough to meet her yeah. as of yet. We've only sort of had an online relationship yeah. Um, yeah. so far. But we um, played a show in Newcastle um, in the UK earlier in January. Yep. Um, and we were luckily, luckily, 
luckily, luckily, <laughs> easy for <laughs> you to say. <laughs> I know. Lucky enough to um, get chatting to the owner Dave, who is an absolute lovely person as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he he was instantly like, "I know somebody who will love you guys. I've got to put you in touch yeah. um, with it." Um, and yeah, ever since then, Lucy's just been she's just a wonderful support for such so a many bright lights. light, such a bright yeah, light. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. so important with how much music there is out there and yeah. so much good stuff isn't getting shown in the um, I know. spotlight that it should. So it's crazy. She's a yeah. yeah, an absolute angel. Wow. Well, before we talk about your influence, to talk about I'm Doing Better. Uh, sounds like a little bit to do with, as I read the uh, the write up that you put on the on the website, social media and how that can really you know affect people's self esteem and etc. Talk a talk a little bit about that, and then we'll circle back uh, to some of y'all's influences. Yeah, um, with 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 this song, it was, I think, with social media, you have every opportunity to see everybody's perfect life online yeah. um, and nobody, Suppo supposed perfect yeah, life exactly. yeah. nobody's life is as perfect as they make it out to be right um, online and right. i think that can be quite um difficult for people because a lot of people just don't understand that how negatively it is affecting you um, and i think you can sort of tell yourself that it's no it's not affecting me it's not something that um is bothering me yeah. um, when in reality it's sort of chipping away at you more and more so yeah. I'm doing better as a bit of a realisation that sometimes you can convince yourself that things aren't as much of a problem as they are yeah. and that you just need to put it behind you and work out if, if you have to be on social media which is a, is a band in this day and age yeah, you, you kind of have right, to be right, right. Um, just working out your healthy relationship with it and not letting it get you down to it's a double-edged sword isn't it totally it's, it's because you need it you have to have it you can't do it without it but then there's the the dark side of it is yeah exactly powerful. it can it yeah it can just destroy people's mm. self-confidence and all sorts so, yeah. well this song uh resonated with the uh the owner of the studio Wahid. he he digs this one uh, this his favorite, so like that. <laughs> so talk, uh, and we'll start. Uh, let's uh, we'll start with Ryan this time. We'll work from right to left. And uh, Ryan, talk about your influences as a drummer. Uh, so, like I mentioned before, I heard Iron Maiden for the first time. Yeah, which is I mean, playing drums. So Nico McBrien from that band. Yeah, that was my first love as a drummer. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but. I started going more and more classic rock as the sort of time went on. So yeah. uh, John Bonham, Bill yeah. Ward, Ian Pace, those guys. Sure. And uh, we can't beat them really. We've got so much flavor. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And uh, Jorge. I mean, George, and Georgie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Georgie. Um, I knew me, I would screw up. <laughs> no, it's, it's Not as bad up. as the last time, though. <laughs> um, for me, I grew up listening to like, pop punk and emo music when I was really young. Mm. Um, and a big influence for me was the band Paramore and Kayla Williams. I think her um, songwriting and vocal style was like, wow, yeah. this, this is like, this really makes you feel something. Yeah. Um, and my mum started playing bass when I was about 13 mm. um, and she refound her love for blues um, and blues rock and I used to call her Mothership all the time ah. um, and one day for Christmas she bought me the Mothership um, compilation in Led Zeppelin. Oh, and okay, interesting. I, I put it on my computer and I, I didn't think much of it. Oh, it's a funny joke. Yeah. And then I was on the bus one day and Black Dog came on and I was like, how is anybody allowed to not keep complete time the whole way? Like it was just yeah. whatever they wanted to do in it, but it worked so well. And, yeah. that's, and Robert Plant's voice, that's just a different yeah. kettle of fish. And that for me was just, wow, this is the music that yeah. I want to do. Now, so you've been compared. And when I first heard your music and, and in the run up to the show, I said, oh my gosh, Janis Joplin, you know, for me. So, but not an influence for you, it doesn't sound like. Um, I think she's definitely 
been been an influence for me. Johnny Joplin has an incredible voice, and I think anything between the years of sixty-seven and seventy-two has just been a huge influence on me as a person. Yeah. Um, I really fell in love with that sort of era a couple of mm. years ago. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, Janis Joplin's definitely been an influence, but it was more Robert Plant. Um, yeah. Weirdly, Christine Regulera. That's oh, a new one. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna play. We want the uh, audience to stick around because we're gonna play a Led Zeppelin melody, but it's at the end. <laughs> and Sass, how about uh, how about you, as a bass yeah, player? Well, like you say, I, I was in a musical family. There yeah. was there was all sorts of music kind of flying around the house. Whether it was you know, my brothers listening to something or uh, whatever my dad was listening to, but yeah. but like you say, Rush was a massive massive mm. influence on me. Yep. So people like Geddy Lee and Chris Squire and a, a lot of progressive kind of bass players. Yeah. For me, it was someone who could play the bass, hold down the low ends, mm -hmm. but they weren't afraid to play all over the song and be melodic. Yeah. Even a lot of Paul McCartney's stuff, I think, has been a massive influence on me. Wow. Yeah. We were in a tribute band together as well. Oh, you yeah. guys were uh, McCartney tribute band. Yeah, it was a it was a Beatles tribute band before okay. Ryan and I actually knew each other. Yeah. We ended up in this band together for what was it, a month and a half? A month and a half, yeah. <laughs> Doing Beatles, yeah. Beatles songs. Yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. So, uh, with your family, Sass, did you all play together? Did you go out and gig, or just within you know the house kind of thing? There, there wasn't really ever many gigs. We always used to play together. Yeah. Um, something we we do every Christmas is we we pull out like a small PA and might have a bit of an acoustic jam playing oh, the. Nice. Um, the kind of pub songs and things like that. Yeah. But because of the age difference, by the time I was old enough to go out and play in a pub, mm. my two older brothers had left. Ah, yeah. And my younger brother, who had picked up drums, he was too young to play in the pub. Ah. So then when he was old enough, yeah. I was away and moved out to uni. Ah, yeah. So it's always been a bit of that. Yeah. And I always thought we'd be in a band together, but he's, um, he's down in Manchester doing his own thing at the moment. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. That is too cool. So talk a little bit, before we tee up uh, Sundance, uh, your release from November of 2018, talk a little bit about the, you know, the difficulty of putting an album out and, you know, the movement, because people are buying one-off, right? I mean, they're not, as I mentioned, you know, I call it a CD listing party, but hardly anybody's buying the CDs. What are your thoughts on that? You know, and go back, um, Georgie, as you talked about music from the 60s and 70s, many concept albums, you know, and so the artists couldn't conceive of not being able to put, you know, like thick as a brick, two sides of an album kind of thing. Does it, does it constrain you guys as artists to, you know, only be having to think about a single or talk, just talk about that, if you will? Yeah, I mean, th this is a kind of a big thing for me. Um, well, for all of us, really, because like say be, being creative to us and one of the reasons that we like to work together is we, we don't like to put a boundary on it we, we want to create something because we want to be proud of it yeah but at the exact same time we've got a sensible head on our shoulders we weren't going to pick the song that is nine minutes long to be the single right Whereas something like pebbles that we had written that ended up being shorter felt like it was everything that we wanted to get across from Scruffy Bear, but it was in this neat kind of three-minute package. Right. Yeah. I think um, it, it's a weird boundary because we've, so far, we've only released singles. Right, um, right. And a lot of that has been down to, we don't want to put out a body of work um, that we're really proud of for um, people to sort of lose interest past Think like song two because a lot of a lot of people just have a terrible attention span now. <laughs> that of a goldfish, <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or less so, than a goldfish. Yeah, but I think we've maybe shot ourselves in the foot a bit because yeah. we we don't have um, a, an EP or an album for people to really sink their teeth into. So that that is completely next on our list, and um, we've been talking about it for a bit and it's sort of loosely it's loosely a concept album without it being too obvious yeah. 
what we've got so far. Mm. So I think I think there's still room in the music industry to do that. But I hope just, so. I really do. Yeah, I think you've just got to be aware of people. People not might not react how you want them to. Yeah. At the start, yeah. Wow. And Ryan, what are your thoughts on that topic? Pretty much the same as as Georgie. Like we yeah. we all have spoke about it in length over the past few years that yeah, we didn't want sure. too much out of the start until we were really happy with the actual sound we were going for. Yeah. So we don't want to be, um, you could say, misleading uh, to people um, if you've not even decided how you want to sound yourself. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it is at the point now where we do want to put out that larger body of work, uh, but that's because I think we know ourselves a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Now, will the e, uh, EP um, feature songs these songs or will it be all new or what are your what are y'all planning for that it'll probably have our newest single pebbles on it okay yeah that was written in the whole concept of um stuff yeah. so it'll more more than likely have, have that song on it yeah yeah i love it yeah well as we've seen in 2020 who would have thought i mean it's just yeah, a great no. crazy times well we're going to take just a short break to support our sponsor, which in this case happens to be DRS ATL, right here uh, in Roswell, Georgia, the eighth largest city in the state. We'll be right back, y'all, and we're going to play uh, a little Sundance when we come back. Y'all are back on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say. And in this case, getting ready to cue up Sundance. And I, I'm going to take a stab that, that uh, Georgie wrote this of the song. Sundance is about trying to be yourself and go along with the flow of life instead of hesitating on your lifelong dreams. Georgie, was that right? Was that you? Yeah, it was. I, <laughs> I seem it. to Well, let's uh, let's play that, a little bit of that song while everyone's going out and buying that, downloading that music, and then we'll talk about uh, talk about it when we come back.
on Ride the Vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play, saying what he wants to say, and in this case, playing some Sundance, the 2018 release by Scruffy Bear out of the UK. And Ryan, I can see why uh, in the run-up to show I, show, I asked him if he play, ever played Cajon. He said, no, no. <laughs> he's, actually, he's not going to play that little thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was a stretch for him to get a, 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 sm a smaller uh, version of the Ludwig set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's fun to play the little drum kit, but Cajon's like, I just don't want to go in here and think they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. So talk a little bit, flesh uh, out a little bit more about that song, if you would. Yeah, this, uh, um, this we wrote this song when um, Class and I lived bang slap in the middle of Manchester city centre, yeah. yeah. which um, we were on, we were on a certain street that all the buses um, came past on and it used to make, every time a bus came past, which was about every 30 seconds, mm -hmm. it would make the flat shake like that. Oh my so you're God. going about your business and then something would fall off the counter <laughs> or whatever. Your imagery has <laughs> taken me back to the Blues Brothers movie. <laughs> you got <Yeah>. <laughs> It's very much like. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so how did Sundance come out of that? Well, um, it was it was at a time where we were struggling for a guitarist, and uh, I think we yeah. were all sort of at a point where we were like, "How can it be this hard yeah. to find somebody that it, it just it just clicks with?" Um, so we were all at a bit of a a bit of a sad spot, I think, weren't we? We were all wondering, uh -huh. is this is this sort of going to get any better? Yeah, yeah. Um, but we all knew that it was what we wanted to do in life, yeah. but it was just sort of about fighting past those feelings of, should should I keep on doing this? Yeah. And it's more of like, what, why why am I thinking this? I should just be keep plowing on with what I yeah. want to do in life. I love it. Well, I want to tee up, uh, we, we're going to, this uh, this video stuff is, uh, you know, we're, we're pushing the boundaries here with Ride the Vibe, but we're going to uh, play a video, Water, and I want to I want to come back. There's there I picked up as I in the run up to the show that one of y'all might be a Pisces because, I, you know, the pebbles, the water, that kind of thing. Well, I, <laughs> but I want to play this video and then come back and uh, see if I was on the marker totally lost like I usually am. So stay with us. We're going to share with you. A video, Water, by Scruffy Bear out of the UK.
the vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ who is a Pisces. So loving that imagery of the water. And uh, Georgie, I, I'm imagining you wrote this. Water's about city life getting you down and wearing away at your creativity. However, you stay because you lo- your love for someone is stronger than your hatred of the great buildings surrounding you. So an interesting juxtaposition about those words with that beautiful imagery. So talk about uh, the genesis of that of 2008 release, January, and then uh, who, who helped you on the video? Um, so yeah, that, that song was written. I think we were, we were living in the same place actually. Ah. Um, <laughs> where the, where the trolleys going by. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I, like I said before, I'm, I'm from a tiny village in the middle of Yorkshire. Yeah. So I, I'm used to being surrounded by fields and trees yeah. and going to the middle of Manchester where everything's very buildings and there isn't really a tree to be seen. Um, <laughs> It was a big, oh, big step for me. Joni Mitchell's, Joni Mitchell's vision came true. Yeah. Pay paradise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was a big realization for me to be like, I right, this this does not make me happy. Yeah. I, I need to be in somewhere that's got a bit more nature to it. And is your uh, your description of a love for someone? Is it someone as a person? Is it metaphorical? Is it about the country or? No, it, it's someone as a person. Yeah. I think, yeah. It just it made me made me stick around more. Yeah, excellent. Well, well kudos to that person because that <laughs> led you to the band. And uh, so, how how did the video come about? Who helped you with that? If you want to give a shout out to someone that. Yeah, we um, went to the Lake District, which um, is famous in the UK for its amazing lakes. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Um, and it's amazing hills um, and we thought that would be a great way to like you said sort of juxtapose the um, meaning behind the song and that need for it um, with the visuals and we went away with um, four of our friends three Um, Jess McClendon John um, Matt came around and he helped he helped out a bit so um, they they were the main Jess Jess and I sort of came up with this sort of basis for yeah. everything. We spent five days all in a um, big tent together mm. um, and woke up on the morning at about half four and went to film the sunrise. Yeah. And, um, it was just, it was all quite a big bonding experience, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. It, was, it was really great. We have, we have always kind of taken things like that into, into our own hands. Um, we got a little bit burned earlier on um, kind of paying for you know, artwork or logos and things and things just not being quite where you wanted them. Yeah. So it was, let's do it ourselves. And being at uni, being surrounded by creative people, we made so many absolutely great friends. And Jess, she was she practically directed the whole video. Mm. Yeah. She yeah. edited the whole thing with Georgie. And there was so many friends that say, hey, would you want to come with us for five days? All you need to do is kind of hold the camera. Nice. And, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Matt was doing the barbecues as well. Yeah. Say that again, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, our friend Matt, he was doing uh, the barbecues. He yeah. was good at it as well. <laughs> That's yeah. important. Now, yeah. was it was it uh, kind of a, a departure, you know, as a musicians to also be in the video format? Was that a, a fun creatively? It sounds like yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of. Um, we did just a lot of walking around didn't we yeah. we just spent our time exploring different parts of the the lake district which yeah. was really fun in itself and yeah. we got to do a lot of interesting stuff and, and learn a lot far from it so yeah it was a lot it. so was i off totally off the mark then it sounds like no one in the band of pisces the, the water theme yeah, I'm no. a cancer, oh, so okay. that is another water sign. <laughs> yeah, well, so close, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last DJ missed the mark. That's too cool. So, um, you know, as we're, I mean, it's, the time is just blowing by, but I'd, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, play some of this Led Zeppelin melody. Uh, and it's also in a video format, so want to tee that up if we could, and then come back about and talk about uh, future projects and gigs and hopefully things opening back up and parting thoughts. So stay with us, y'all. We're going to play this Led Zeppelin melody from Scruffy Bear out of the UK.
saying what he wants to say, and then quoting others that he likes to to share. Manchester rocks. The light and shade they bring is like being back in the late 60s, experiencing Led Zeppelin. And it is loud, too, and intense, just how I like it. Love it. (laughs) So, So talk about how you distilled down and then collated so brilliantly that uh, melody from the the body of work of of Zeppelin. So, well, I think we thought it was going to be a massive, massive piece of work because Led Zeppelin's been a massive influence on on all of us and on all the bands that we we love anyway. Yeah. So taking the 50th anniversary of Led Zeppelin II, arguably one of the, Kind of most influential albums ever. Yeah, we we wanted to include a bit of every single track. Yeah, and one afternoon, Ryan, Georgie, and I, unfortunately, Jack wasn't there that day. We kind of we kind of sat, went through the album, and said, "Oh well, it'd be really cool if it switched into this track here, and it'd yeah. be cool if it switched into this track here." So we wrote our notes and we kind of sent them off to Jack and said, "Yeah, that's that's really cool. We'll get in a room and we'll work together." Yeah, but then I think within 48 hours, Jack said, 
here you go. And he sent a demo where he'd just done it all. It, oh my gosh. He'd, take, he'd taken the whole idea and just essentially just smoothed it. Made everything. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So then from that point, it wasn't a case of building it up. It was, well, let's get in a room and let's rehearse it. Yeah. And then I think a couple of weeks later, we were in recording it and filming the video for it. I love it. Well, one of my first uh, purchases living out in the, the Bay Area, 1968, nine-ish, um, was Led Zeppelin too, of course, in eight-track, y'all. <laughs> you don't even know what that is. <laughs> so we, the hours just flown by. You guys are so gracious. You're up late. <laughs> You're in the UK. We had a little technical difficulty, y'all, but uh, we've got a, a brilliant show, a Scruffy Bear. So just parting thoughts, and then also definitely want to make sure uh, for those in uh, the UK area that they mark on their calendar September 20th, the Call of the Wild Festival at Lincolnshire Showground. And that is still, as you guys told me in the run-up to the show, still going to happen. So killer and hope that uh, goes through. But parting comments and where they can uh, find y'all. Yes, yeah, so we are Scruffy Bear. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, Instagram, we're Scruffy Bear Band. And scruffybearband.com as well if you want to check out our website. Yeah. And buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stuff. Get your get your whole, whole new wardrobe. Buy some uh, music. Absolutely. We we have just released Pebbles, our brand new single. Yeah. So we've got a music video coming for that soon. Nice. And we've just put a pre-order up of a new t-shirt design. I love it. <laughs> Georgie, how about you? Parting thoughts and, and comments. Um yeah, we're um, we're planning on releasing an EP um, later in the year towards next year, so keep an eye out on that. But um, we'll be releasing a music video, like Sass said, on Monday for yeah. our late single. Nice. That um, we we all we did it in our front room in the in the room over from this one. Yeah. And um, we hung a load of wire up on the walls <laughs> and got out a load of glitter card with a load of stars and a big moon and yeah. lots of lots of fun stuff and attached it with fishing wire to um, the string. Necessity, the mother of invention, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> but we're, we're really proud of how it came out. Yeah. And we, we did it all. So that it'll be a, it'll be a nice proud thing to show everybody. Nice. In the Good. Well, but, I'm looking forward to that. And Ryan, the, the silent one. <laughs> uh, I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I appreciate you having us on the show. Oh today. my gosh! God bless you all for uh, hanging with us. And Lucy Pillar again. We got to give a shout out to her. And so we be. Uh, we hope you guys will get an opportunity to come over to the states and uh, get a chance to meet you in, in ATL, and then uh, we'll get a chance to uh, meet Jack uh, at, an, at another uh, opportunity. And hopefully, would love to extend the invitation to y'all when you get that e EP uh, out to come back on the show. So. Yeah, amazing. We'd love to. Well, Absolutely. you guys rock on. Great stuff. And uh, again, thank you, Scruffy Bear out of the UK. Love it. We are out of here. Michael Litton, the last DJ with Ride the Vibe. It's not too late set the record straight Better get her done, son, because the hour Better late than never, here's my thanks to every place my song on the radio.